Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. You might be listening or you might actually be watching. It's my first episode that's going up on Spotify video and it will be up on YouTube. So either way, I hope you love it. This week, I really wanted to share beauty news that's all about trends coming up in 2022. I've been trying to read as much as I can so that you don't have to. There's so much out there. There's so many brands doing their own reports, which is obviously likely to benefit what they want, which is to sell more products. But I just wanted to say this is by no means everything. I haven't read everything. I'm still working my way through it. And if you're into beauty, you'll know that beauty evolves every single day. So I'm not making any promises that I've covered everything. These are just the topics that kind of appeal to me and the ones that people seem to be talking about. Definitely let me know if there's a trend that I've missed that you would love to know more about. I'm happy to investigate on your behalf. You can DM me on Instagram, leave a comment in the YouTube comments, or you can email me at beautymepodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I'll have a look into these trends for you. For this episode, I've broken the areas of growth down into beauty tech, specifically at-home tech, self-expression, greens, as in eating your greens, and the concept of the skinfluencer. So first of all, let's start with beauty tech, something that is so huge. I can't possibly cover it all here. I'm specifically looking at at-home beauty tech for quite obvious reasons. We've all spent so much time indoors and as things change in different parts of the world, it's not changing at the same rate for everybody. While some of us have kind of jumped into normality, being out for a lot of us, that's not possible. Or we just don't want to. We don't want things to go back to normal as such. And we're happy to do more for ourselves at home. But it goes beyond DIY face masks and teaching ourselves to do our own nails. You know, during the pandemic, the allure of tech and how much it can do and how we're able to use it in our own homes has truly grown. And we've been given more and more products. So you might know brands such as Foreo known for it's like um, exfoliators. Well, now it's got the microcurrent, the bare microcurrent facial toning device, which is meant to lift and plump the skin. And there are loads of LED light therapy masks around from the likes of MZ and Current Body. These LED masks use light therapy to treat issues such as rosacea, acne and hyperpigmentation. But many of them so far, I always tend to be around the £200 to £500 bracket. So they're not for everybody. But in 2022, we'll definitely be seeing more of the same when it comes to these light therapy masks and other such tools. But we'll be seeing a lot more high spec tech entering the market and entering our own beauty routines. We'll also be seeing lots of newer and smaller brands giving us very niche products and hopefully those products will be more cost effective, but ultimately reliable. We don't want to see any, you know, damage happening at home. Brands that already produce beauty tech tools will also be giving us more affordable options. It's part of a move towards us being, we've changed a lot during the pandemic. There's actually a phrase called tech acceptance, 
which is the willingness to use way more tech in your home. Like say if before the pandemic, you were someone that didn't want to pay for things online or didn't want to use your phone to pay for things or didn't like the concept of having a smart home. Now we're at home more. You're just like, let me just cut out having to do all of these little things. So tech acceptance is the phrase we're using when it comes to beauty. As someone who deals with hormonal acne, I'm really, really interested in these LED light therapy masks now. Um, They've been around for a while and I'm someone that's very much into reviews first. So definitely going to have a look into it. But if you've got one that you've been using and you have the same skin issues as me, let me know, DM me over on at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram. Maybe you can help me decide on one. Brands such as New Face will become even more popular as they offer affordable options when it comes to mini devices for at-home treatments such as like getting bigger lips or like boosting your lips and smoothing wrinkles. New Face ranges from around £130 to £300 and it uses microcurrent technology paired with its own skincare range for what it calls, well, I'm not sure if New Face wrote this or the online retailer that I found them on, Look Fantastic wrote this, but they say it's a results-driven approach for a beautiful and youthful complexion. I do think more brands will and should be moving away from using the word youthful. I don't think beauty is really about that anymore. Many of us feeling good in our skin might just be that we want to feel more radiant or we want less texture to look more smooth. It's not necessarily about looking younger anymore. And I think brands will change that with the fact that many of their consumers are already really young. Um, I definitely think another trend should be the language, um, the language of beauty and skincare. But that's probably another episode. Anyway, myself personally, the one um, beauty tech product that I'm really intrigued by is by Zip. It's Z-double-I-P, so I don't know if it's Zip or just Zip. It's a brand that W Magazine has already described as game-changing, and it's co-founded by a scientist, Melanie Simon, who apparently coined the phrase electrical esthetician, and the Hero product is a facial device that claims to be intuitive. It uses both nano and microcurrent tech to increase cellular activity, which should encourage our skin to produce more collagen and elastin, which are the two ingredients that keep our skin looking plump. And as we age, they start to decrease in production and you'll see like more sagging areas and dullness. On the more hairy side of beauty tech, we'll be seeing people embrace what they already have or trying to completely change their hair. So that means more of the same by way of the at-home hair blowouts with hot airbrushes. So women with perhaps afro or textured hair have been doing their own blowouts at home because getting to the salon might be a pain and it's just so much quicker. Um, And those who have zero curls are buying like waving wands and other curl creating tools. I don't think there's anything massively groundbreaking coming in hair, but I will investigate that. But I feel that these tools are simply a reflection of the trend that people are playing more when it comes to their hair. As the year goes on, you can definitely expect to hear much more about beauty brands utilizing AI, which is artificial intelligence, and AR, which is augmented reality, to help you create the looks you want by allowing you to try on 
products with much more realistic results. Quite a few brands have been using AI and AR for a few years now, but often when you'll use them online, you might want to try like a foundation concealer or lipstick on and it it kind of looks odd. Um, brands have made massive leaps in that. And one such tool is YSL's lip color device, which is called Rouge Sur Monsieur. I'm probably saying that wrong. It promises up to 1000 shades from the touch of a button. So you can basically make your own lip color. The key reason for brands offering us this tech is because they, like your favorite social media platforms, they want you to spend more time with them. So they're hoping that by giving you all these bespoke options, you might not shop around as much. But I'm definitely going to do a separate episode on tech and makeup in the future because it's so huge and there's no way I could cover it all here. And I'm actually really quite intrigued about it. So I'm trying to keep up with this myself. I'll definitely share the results when I can. Okay, so next is self-expression. You might be thinking, why is that a beauty trend? But for me, it really is because it's grown again through being at home more. We're getting more in touch with our faces, how we look and how we want to play with them. And we're also spending more time looking at inspiration. Self-expression isn't just about beauty. It could be deciding to stop shaving our body hair like 57-year-old actress Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei! Showing her hairy armpits on Vogue's Beauty Secrets. I loved watching that video. I found her so refreshing. Um, or it could be that we are playing with makeup, whatever our gender. It's things are just a lot more relaxed now. We're just more expressive, I think. I just wanted to share some of my current favorites um, when it comes to makeup. The first one is self-taught makeup artist Leo Chaparro. He's been in a newsletter of mine recently, so I'll share that for you in the show notes. He he can just make any color combination work and he can completely reshape somebody's face. Um, and he's definitely got that effect of like pulling the face up. He can really like elongate eyes and he can even do it on himself as well. He's amazing. Somebody else I absolutely love is Aoife Cullen. She is this stunning makeup artist with the thinnest eyebrows you'll see on anybody on, on the internet, probably. Um, and in her Instagram bio, she describes herself as the face of futuristic beauty. And I think she's right. She doesn't have any rules. She creates these very otherworldly looks but what I really like about her is while she creates these wild and wonderful looks, she's also great at sharing simple ways that anybody at home can make their look more editorial, often with just like a placement of a dot. Um, she's just really refreshing. And I think I found her in the early days of lockdown and she would often do these videos where she would imagine that she was sat front row at various fashion shows and give her take on the makeup and yeah, her talent is just so refreshing and I'm dying to get her on the podcast in the future. So watch this space. Somebody else that I need to get on the podcast ASAP is Razor Flowers. Not only is she a vocal advocate for LGBTQ rights and body acceptance, she always makes me want to bleach my eyebrows. So Razor, if you're listening, please get in touch. Um, but obviously I'm mentioning all these makeup artists that you're 
if you're watching, you'll see they create very visual, vivid, colorful, bright, impactful looks. But I also feel that 2022 is a time for people to just really explore makeup in general. Several of my former guests, such as Katie Jane Hughes, Gabrielle Alvarez, Joni Williamson and Ellie Luna, they are so great at creating beautiful glowing skin without the emphasis on perfection. They are very about real, real skin and also celebrating color. And I definitely think this year is going to be one for celebrating color. There's also the likes of someone I discovered recently is Bex Campbell. She is brilliant at just sharing quick reels on how anyone could wear a red lipstick or different ways to wear orange or, you know, the new trend for ombre blush. I also love watching fashion stylist and bridal makeup expert Stacey Louise for her dedication to really glowing skin, as well as Adeola Boyega, who is all about doing the most with your skin before your makeup's even on. And she creates these kind of flawless, long lasting, flattering looks. Lastly, someone who is incredibly detail orientated is Hung Van Gogh. He's, I feel like he's like my favorite high-end YouTube channel to watch. He works with the likes of Bella Hadid and Selena Gomez, but he also brings in this really diverse range of ethnicities and ages when it comes to his models for his YouTube channels to show that makeup can enhance everyone's beauty. What's most refreshing for 2022 beauty is how it's shaking off those old school beliefs of what we should and shouldn't do, what's on trend, what isn't anymore. Trends can last as long as you want them to. I think a massive part of that is down to TikTok. It's still relatively new compared to Instagram. And while Instagram is embracing video, it's still very much a still image concept. You know, that's how it began. Whereas TikTok hit the ground running with video. And it's the platform where unpolished content can be shared, appreciated and supported. You don't have to be perfect, but it's just brilliant for information and education. The beauty community at large is one of those, it's one of the most creative communities online. I personally love being part of it, both as a writer and photographer and a consumer. And I really do believe that I've probably made some lifelong friends through the beauty community. The community is really supportive when it comes to showing makeup artists and other creators love, but it can definitely tear people apart too. And that's definitely for a different episode. (laughs) When it comes to new trends, it's likely that social media is just going to continue to be the real trends maker. Anyone can create a look and within hours it might just go viral being shared by different brands or people across all the platforms. I love that about the beauty industry, but one thing I would like to see more of from both brands and influencers in 2022 is to give credit where it's due. I've seen too many influencers basically bitching about other makeup lovers stealing someone else's ideas, not even theirs, um, but holding someone accountable on their story saying, oh my God, she steals from everybody. And then not actually ever giving credit themselves. I've seen this happen very, very frequently. I've seen my own friend's makeup being emulated. And you can tell, obviously, no, nobody owns eyeliner. Nobody owns like a cat's eye, but there are some people that have very specific ways of shooting their makeup even. And as a photographer and wannabe makeup artist myself, I'd be lying if I said no one's ever influenced me. 
And if somebody has inspired a particular look or shot, I will always give credit. If you're in a creative field, I don't think that there are really any more firsts anymore. I think it's more a case of certain ideas fly around and different people can really elevate them. Giving credit means, it doesn't mean that someone's going to assume that you don't have any imagination. You're actually letting the world know that this person inspired me. You might introduce them to a whole new audience. So that's what I would ask in 2022. Don't be stingy. Give credit where it's due. But let me know what you think. Do you think like get over it and idea is an idea and nobody owns anything? Or do you think, yeah, fair play, give credit. Let me know, DM me on Beauty Me podcast or leave a note in the comments. Anyway, that rant is over. I think I should, before we move away from self-expression, just share a few of the makeup trends that you can expect in 2022. I say makeup trends for 2022, but they'll probably only be around for the first couple of months because as I've said, social media makes things change so quickly. Definitely look out for the trend I mentioned earlier, which is ombre blush. It's, I think it's one of the most doable trends for literally any level of makeup lover. It's just involves cream products that you just swipe on and blend. I'll leave a little video to show you on my social. Um, a key trend is going to be the combination of gloss, glitter and color. That might be a throwback to Euphoria, although it's going to be back on our screens like this week. Um, can't wait to see what Donnie Davey and the team create this time around. But yeah, definitely there's a glitter is no longer just about Christmas and New Year's. We're wearing it all year round, but in like a much softer form. For me, I think it's like we just want to keep up that we keep we want to keep up like that celebratory mode, especially those of us that didn't get to jet away for New Year's Eve. But, you know, there's no judgment there. I'll leave it there. But um, I did speak to Katie Jane Hughes and she recently shared that um, her favorite trend for lips is modern metallic. I would describe it as a throwback to the metallics of the 80s and 90s, but in a way less matte formula, much more soft and kissable. And Katie described it as glittery, softly metallic, like how velvet shines. And that makes sense to me because velvet has just this very soft, subtle shimmer. So I can't wait to play with that. Color-wise, you can expect to see lots of brights, especially corals and berry reds, but they're going to be topped with lots of lip gloss for that really luscious, juicy lip. When it comes to eyes, it's all about embellishment. So even the most amateur of us might start playing with crystals dotted around the eyes. Um, we're also seeing people use a lot of glitter on their actual eyelashes. Um, for me, it makes sense that there's this emphasis on eyes because in many places we're still wearing masks. So eyes are one of the most, if the not most expressive part of our face. So it makes a lot of sense on all the social platforms we're seeing people use layers of lashes, fake lashes, glitter, as I mentioned, on their eyes, which I can't do because my eyes are really sensitive. And there's lots of lash brands bringing out much thicker lashes, much heavier, much longer lashes. And we're also seeing people return to like lash lengthening treatments. A lash brand that I'm really personally intrigued to try is Love Scene, which is co-founded by one of my Forever Style Muses, Jenna Lyons. If you don't know Jenna, she's the former creative director and president of the very modern American brand J Crew. 
And she also happens to have the most beautiful bathroom ever. This is my bathroom and you know, this marble's kind of crazy. Jenna was responsible for making J. Crew cool and I think that's very much down to her own brand of eclectic but never fussy style. She has this way of blending things together but keeping it very clean and crisp. The reason that I'm keen to try her last brand is that she's a fellow glasses wearer. I've got contacts in today though and she hasn't claimed to know the lash industry. She just decided this was what she wanted to create and she set out to do it bringing in people of different ages and ethnicities with different beauty ideals. I'm hoping to try them out myself soon so I'll definitely give you a review. As well as lashes, brows are still going to be very much in focus. We're still in the realm of that whole like big, perhaps not bushy, but very making the most of your brows. You know, thanks to brands such as Refai, we're like really scraping our brows up and making them as big as possible. And while I think that's going to continue, I am seeing like kind of little hints that we may go back to a much slimmer brow, um, very 90s influenced, but let's see. So moving on to the concept of greens, eating your greens supplements. Um, back in March last year, I did a small series of podcasts entitled Beauty Times Wellness. My guests included freelance beauty editor Ava Wilson Kitcher and founder of Hana Hana Beauty, Abhinav Wama Achampong, amongst others. And the goal of this series was to explore conversations around how the boundaries between health and beauty have truly become blurred. In 2022, I think that's just going to keep continuing. Again, I, I hate to keep saying it, but all that time we spent inside, we've just become, uh, we've been able to kind of analyze our habits so much more. And when I did that series, I really wanted to talk about how we feel affecting how we look and how we look affecting how we feel. How we feel itself is obviously affected by hormones. And I think more women in particular this year will be seeking herbal remedies when it comes to things such as chronic period pain and anxiety. January is always that time of year where supplement companies see a huge surge in profits because we're all like new year, new me, trying new things, detoxing. I'm not doing that myself because I think it's it puts so much pressure on us, but I'm definitely intrigued by the trend for chlorella supplements and powders, which are said to be calming for the skin, toxin-reducing, and packed with protein and vitamins. According to Well and Good 2022 trend report, they said there's going to be a surge in the types of greens that we eat too. So I think lots of kelp, nori, Irish moss, sea greens, basically. They're not only beneficial to the environment thanks to their ability to absorb carbon, but they're said to be good for our bodies and our skin too. Obviously, this is nothing new when you consider the staple diets of people in Japan, Korea and China, but I think it's slowly the rest of the world is waking up to how nutrient-dense these sea vegetables are. They're packed with omega-3 fatty acids as well as vitamins C, B and K, which are all good for our skin, but also how our brain functions. Again, the food and wellness slash beauty connection is something I really want to explore further. So I'll definitely be revisiting this subject, hopefully with some experts. Um, there's so much to say on this. But I would say that I, I'm often wary of talking about that connection between beauty and health or wellness, like our bodies, how we view ourselves, because 
I don't want to ever perpetrate that concept of we should be paying attention to how we look all the time. We're all so different. And I know that this subject can bring up issues around how we feel about how we look. I know how hard we can be on ourselves when it comes to our appearance and living up to a certain standard. That was actually one of the reasons why I did the That Girl episode last summer. It was episode 90. If you want to listen, I'll leave a link for you in the show notes. But it was all about that girl being like this perfect example of waking up early and drinking the greens and journaling and making lists. And for me, as I was looking, you know, researching the concept and watching lots of YouTube videos on it, a lot of these women or girls seemed kind of stressed about this concept of being that girl. Um, obviously, a New Year's rolled around and that girl hasn't gone anywhere. She's back. There's loads more videos um, on YouTube and TikTok on tips on how to be the 2022 That Girl. So I'm probably going to investigate that again. And I'm going to find out if That Girl has moved away from physical improvement and is taking on a bit more of a mental wellness approach. So final section is all about skin, basically. Online beauty retailer Look Fantastic shared its Skinfluencer report at the end of last year. And while it's likely the brand produced the report to push its own hero products, it still reflects the truth that since we're spending more time indoors due to the obvious, it's inevitable that we're holding our skincare up to higher standards and just expecting more of it. As the report mentions, the hashtag skincare has grown exponentially with 80 million tags. And actually, I checked it yesterday and now it's on 90 million in the report, the online store said that the company has analysed data from Google searches, trends and social media to create the ultimate 2021 Skinfluencer report. I do wonder why they called it the Skinfluencer report, because to me that sounds like it's for Skinfluencers or potential influencers. And right now, I honestly feel we are shifting away from that traditional concept of the influencer. Molly May aside, I do think there is... um an unhealthy attraction to being an influencer now. I think it's great that some people can make a really good career from it. And I think it's a lot more people than we realize. But I think there is a pressure on women that just happen to love beauty or makeup. Well, not just women, everybody, to be honest, to become that influencer instead of just doing something that they enjoy naturally. But that's me. And that's a subject for another day. One thing I did find extremely interesting was the reports finding via Pinterest that the celebrity with the most pinned skin, which sounds really weird saying that back, most pinned skin, um, is actually Kylie Jenner. Maybe that just seems weird to me because I'm not a follower of Kylie's. Some of the other celebs mentioned include model Bella Hadid with her super toned, very pulled back appearance as well as her model sister Gigi, as well as Spider-Man star Zendaya, singer Rihanna, model and Rose Inc. founder Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, and supermodel Naomi Campbell. With almost 18,000 pins, Kylie came in at the top and Rosie came in at number 10 with 2,607 pins. The Look Fantastic report also shares the top TikTok skincare trends, our biggest skin concerns of 2021, the most searched for skincare ingredients and also the most searched for products. I found this really interesting because many of the top brands are also the ones that spend a ton of advertising 
Many of the top brands in this Look Fantastic report are the ones that are spending on YouTube advertising. Like, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, so I know that. Um, I'm not saying that doesn't mean these products aren't worth purchasing, though. For me, some of my absolute essentials were in the top 10. I'm a major fan of CeraVe's Hydrating Cleanser. It's perfect for anyone dealing with masne, acne, sensitive skin. Um, I buy that on repeat. And lately, I've been loving La Roche-Posay's Effeclar Duo and the Elemis Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm, both of which are new additions to my skincare routine, and I think they'll be staying there for a while. So definitely check out the Look Fantastic report. I'll leave a link for you in the show notes. You might learn something. You might want to try a new product. Definitely useful and definitely reflective of the beauty industry as a whole. I think more and more brands and online retailers are going to be giving you more information. And I think it's up to you whether you take that on board or perhaps you're someone that prefers to search for more independent opinions and information. As I said at the beginning, this is just me scratching the surface of what's to come in beauty in 2022. I've probably missed tons out. I've probably missed things that are more pertinent to how you live out. Please let me know, DM me, email me. I just wanted this episode to be a really mini guide to what you can expect. Stay tuned for more follow-up episodes based on this whole concept of what's happening in 2022. I'm definitely looking forward to sharing lots more beauty news with you from around the world. And in the meantime, be sure to check out my newsletter. I'll be sure to leave a link for you in the notes. Please let me know which trends you want me to investigate or perhaps the trends that you're most looking forward to. And feel free to pop into my DMs anytime at Beauty Me Podcast or email beautymepodcast at gmail.com or say hi in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. See you next time.